the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. I said it, but Mark was good morning overing me. Did you, oh, sorry. Did you? Well, no, no. You, you should have. It was fine. I. Good morning and a beautiful morning. It was, it was really pretty morning. Did you look the sky morning. this morning? We did. Yes, we, we did. I did. What we did, did you not see? I didn't see the moon. I did not either. I don't think it's up there. Well, it's up there. It's, it's up just there. not where we can see say. it. Good point. Yeah. Thank you. I don't think it was visible to what our a, eyes What today. about the planets that look like it might have been a hovering helicopter forever? I think those were two eyeballs looking through at us and seeing what was going on here. And what did you determine that it was Venus, Venus and, and, Jupiter and Jupiter in conjunction? Yeah. And although they look like they're close enough to collide, they're actually millions of miles apart. So don't anybody worry. Don't get They're not concerned. going to collide. No. No, they are not. No. It was a beautiful morning. It was really pretty. You know what we saw, in, what we caught on camera in our backyard uh, a couple of days ago? Bobcat. Oh, what? Yep. Oh, Bobcat. what? Bobcat? Bobcat. <laughs> yeah. Walked right past our back door about wow. 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then I heard... Um, other just scuttlebutt in the neighborhood. Other people had seen bobcats in the area. Too. Anybody missing pets? Yeah. No. Oh, good. No, no. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody lets them out. Lets leaves them, them out. Leaves them out. Yeah. Um, but I was walking home from my neighbor's house last Friday, um, about ten fifteen or so, and walking down the street, and a coyote was right down the middle of my street and turned right and ran right down the middle of the. The other cul-de-sac. You know, if you were already on your way home at 10.15, that really should have made it okay for you to be here on Saturday morning. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He got home, though. That's all I got. He was walking. And the coyote let you go. Mm-hmm. But that was the first coyote I'd seen in a while. Um, although they, they, do run around, they do run around our neighborhood quite a bit. At the end of our cul-de-sac, is a, it opens up onto a green belt that runs behind our house, and that's like a coyote highway back there just a nice area that they can move through so it doesn't happen often but there was a toddler who was attacked yesterday actually in huntington beach yeah on the beach with a coyote yeah yeah 
Yeah. Wow. They were, I, I don't even remember how it happened. They, were they watching the sunset? Or Didn't hear other than it, the fact that the child, and they, the police came and actually shot two coyotes, I believe. Jeez. Yeah. You got it. They're not something that you want to. Yeah, mess with. That you yeah. want to fool around with. Oh, let's we, see. We want them to want to run away. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. What do we have going on in classes today in San Diego? It's going to be pollinators with um, Ryan. And in Poway, George, you're going to be I on am. deck. At least I'm supposed to be. Organic with organic insect control. San Diego's classes start at 9 o'clock. Poway starts at 930. Um, on the 7th, wow, April's already gone. Um, House plans with Ted in San Diego at nine o'clock, and interesting class in Poway, San Diego spiders in the garden with Randy Suptak. Suptak. Yeah. Suptak. That's how he pronounces yeah. it. Um, from the San Diego Spider Society, which I didn't even didn't know, know there a was spider a spider society. society. Yeah, I, I thought that was Lloyd's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that should be an that should be an interesting one also. I'd like to be a bug on the wall in one of the spider meetings. No, you don't want to be. That. No, you no. don't. No. no. Okay. Um, you know what? I it wasn't until oh, I guess about a year or so ago, you hear people freaking out about um, oh, what was it? Brown recluses. Brown recluse. Yeah. Yeah. They they're not endemic to San no. Diego. They're, but they're you'll not hear around. the story of the friend whose neighbor got bit by one, or, right. or, yeah. or right. my cousin in yeah. yeah. Twice removed. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, Cinco de Mayo's right around the corner. What when is? Oh, it's on the fifth of May. Fifth of May. Is it on the fifth yeah. of May it's this year? It's on the fifth of May this year. Okay. Um, and Mother's Day is right around the corner too. So if you haven't shopped for your mom yet, we we got some beautiful symbidiums in both of. The, I'm sure we have some in San Diego still too. But yeah, uh, that makes a nice way. gift. Yeah. What? I was going to make a joke about shopping for your mom. If you don't have a mom yet, then you know it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> true uh sorry as you will should be <laughs> yeah some interesting stuff coming up in balboa park in the month of may on the 6th 7th and 8th it's the epiphilium society show and sale um oh isn't there the, oh sorry what about today is there something going on in balboa park in casa del prado room 101 today well, I was gonna, Wait till later oh, for I'm that, sorry. but well, no, that's continue. okay. Yeah, no, today uh, today is the um, annual spring show and potted iris sale from the Iris Society, which I think we might have somebody calling in later this morning to okay, give us more information on that. To your regular um, the Geranium Society is having their annual show and sale on the 13th, 14th, and 15th, and this should be a big one. The Plumeria Society is having a cutting sale on the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. If you are interested in any of those, I see now. And then you were going to go, and this week, until I messed it all up. Yeah, you screwed it up. I, that's so, what I'm here for. Yeah. You know, but you know, we used to sell tons of epiphyllum cuttings. Can you it, find them anymore? I haven't seen them. Well, we haven't. Had I haven't even seen time. rooted ones right. very much. Well, it's funny you should mention that. A couple of weeks ago, I did a presentation to Rotary at Walter Anderson Nursery in the San Diego Point Loma Old Town Triangle. And there were a bunch of cutting epiphyllums there. So really? there's a ton. And I had a few flats transferred up to Poway. Yes. I yeah. don't know if they're part of that collection. It is. It is still part of as it. As far as I know, yeah, on. I yeah, shouldn't living say on. Yeah. So there was 
I don't know, 15 or 20 varieties, I think, that, that I collected from a yard sale out off of Dehesa Road. Oh. And I brought them down, and Dale was taking cuttings off of them, right? Correct, yeah. That was years ago. That Many, was a long time ago, yeah. yeah. So it it's still, those cuttings live on, and they're very, yeah. very easy to grow. They're blooming. The ones in my backyard are just starting to bloom right now. And for those of you who do not know orchid cactus, it would be a good family to know. Very, they're, very true. They the don't look flowers, like flowers. Don't last a long time, but they're they're gorgeous. Spec- they're gorgeous. They yeah. yeah, they are spectacular the saf- when they open. Yeah. The Safari Park has a nice exhibit of of them. Yeah, they well. used to have they, a. They used to have a whole shade. They area. have a whole shade house. But now they have them up by the um, the Condor section up in that area. Oh, up. is it still called Condor Ridge? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. up in that area. Yeah, they had a bonsai house up. Yeah, they up still there have too. the bonsai. Yeah, do they have the bonsai house up there still? I just said that with a, that was a little cavalier. I believe they still have the ones I have. I haven't been up there in years. We renewed our membership. I need to go up there and take a look at it and see. But yeah, they, we had we had a couple of I guess they were private grower collectors that would bring in the cuttings every it's right. like hundreds and hundreds right. of them, um, all different colors and names, names, names pictures of the flowers, pictures. and exactly. just take the cutting and. St- Put it, in. put it in some potting soil or cactus mix, right? Yeah, and it's done. Throw in a few grow power planting grow, tablets. Exactly. About the only well, they do get scale, which is relatively easy to control. Um, the other thing that gets onto them is um, slugs and snails. Yes, yeah, they get. So you gotta yeah. gotta watch out for that. Leave them hanging up on the trees and don't let them fall out. Yeah, it minimizes that. That but would minimize it. They don't look like much for what. Nine it, months out of, say, months months out of the year. Yeah, most right. of the year, yeah. But this time of the year? Yeah, when they fall, right. they're gorgeous. Cool. Uh, George and I were talking yesterday about a plant that has kind of fallen out of favor to some extent is uh, delphiniums. We used to sell tons of delphiniums during the season. And yeah. now, not so much. I'm I mean, smiling at Mark because we have a delphinium customer. Mr. Horton? Who, who loved oh, me? Yeah. Who loved me and did not like Mark? No, he, he liked didn't. me too. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. likes everybody but Mark, which <laughs> is the Mark. opposite of the real world. Yeah, he used to. Cause but he always wanted his six packs every yes, year, every he, year, and they were spectacular when they bloomed. Well, that's the funny thing is, is, yeah, we and we could get them, but it was never in the right right time frame. Time frame. Well, I always got him four minutes. Well, yeah, you did. <laughs> yes, uh, and you'd I, get there and yell at me. <laughs> For the first month, and then you'd get them for them. And then I'd take care of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, I noticed yesterday we might have 12 or 18 of them in stock, but we used to have huge blocks of them. We, mm-hmm. I was just asking the day before yesterday, it was Thursday for a customer. We had them in six packs, four inch, and six inch and eight inch. We had all the different sizes for the first time in a long time. And there are people calling and asking for them, like maybe the, their popularity is this kind of is, is, re- is returning. No, it's an interesting plant because that that's one of the few plants that actually goes by the botanical more so than the common. It's larkspur, right? Or larkspur well, is the common name. Well, no. Well, it, yes, it's a maybe. Larkspur. maybe. Yeah. There is a larkspurs, but but there's a larkspur that is yes, different leaf that we call larkspur. That well, that yeah. I call larkspur. That's the problem that's with the, common exactly, names, right. don't you but, know? But totally. Delphiniums are called delphiniums, you know, right? Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, what was the – there's – I'll have to think of it. But there's another plant that we've been getting in that come, they used to just come in blue. Um, 
but now they come in just a wide range of colors. Well, the, the, it has oh. kind of a cone-shaped flower to it. The cone flower? No, not echinacea. a cone flower. No, not echinacea, which also comes in a bunch of different colors now instead of just purple. Right. Um, oh, um, echium? No. Digital, or, uh, or digitalis? No, be... not foxglove. Okay. Well, I, well I'll, have to, I'll, I'll have to think about it. While you're thinking about that, can we talk dahlias for a moment? Yes, oh, wow. we yeah. dahlias are in they look peak great. season they're, right now. They're blooming everywhere at the nursery. And that is something that has graduated from the tubers, which we always had hundreds, well, dozens yes. of varieties of tubers, and you could grow your own. But now they come in in full bloom, one to three foot tall plants in full bloom, dwarf, medium, and tall ones of all the different styles. It is. I love the dahlias. They're they are beautiful. They are really really pretty plants. I like. I think I like the pom pom ones the best, or the Me too. golf ball ones. They're just they're just so perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And it, and they're putting on quite a show. We we have them at the front of the store in Poway, and it really catches everybody's eye as they walk in. Yeah, we've been bringing in almost fifty a week. My my kids yeah. love those. They're, they're they're favorite flowers. And when I send them pictures of them blooming, they get excited and. Oh, I want them all. <laughs> move, move back they're, out here. Yeah, they're pretty easy. Yes. They are. As long yeah. as good, you good remember drainage. to water them. Yeah, well, good drainage. Yeah, They rot if you have them in anything where it sustains uh, the, the moisture holds out for a long time. Yeah, and then if, if you're going to put them, if you're going to make a permanent planting out of them, you can uh, put a small stake in the ground to identify so, where it's at so, exactly. you don't, so you don't dig through it and... They're gone. Destroy or try it. to yes. stake through the tubers later when you need them. Yeah. So, so did that dahlia speak give you enough time to remember the blue coneflower? No. Is it a coneflower? No. Okay. Um, I would like some recognition that Echium does meet your criteria from your description. Well, a lot of things did. I know. But I, God. But you what, just, is, what is Texas blue bonnet? Oh, lupin. Lupin. That's what it is. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, There's why didn't a, you say well, so? Well, now that I now that I'm thinking about it, um, you know, those used to be just blue, and now you can get them all. They sorts used to of be they used to be just blue, and they used to be short, and now they're huge, and they come in all different colors. Which takes me back to Coronado because I Mrs. Somebody always wanted her Russell Lupins with her English oh, accent. Okay, mosquito. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was the first time I heard the word or the phrase Russell Lupins. Yeah, the Russell hybrids. Or yes. Yeah, yes, yes. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us a call, I don't have the number in front of me. 888-344-1170. Yeah, you would have thought I would have known that by now. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more garden talk here on KCBQ KPRZ, you know we were talking about lupins when my dad and I went down to New Zealand back in the early '80s. I think it was we were on the South Island and we were driving down to 
Queenstown, I think it was, when we were up on this mountain. And the lupins down there were over six feet tall. Wow. They, they were huge. I'd never seen anything, never seen them that big before. Hmm. And they're about, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four feet in diameter. I mean, they were huge, huge plants. They were really, really pretty. They, they were quite stunning at that size. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we'd be more than happy to talk to you. We're going to go talk to um, Linda right now in San Diego. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I want to find out how to prevent aphids on my milkweeds growing out in my backyard. The kind of milkweeds, I think it's a slepia something or other, mm-hmm. that I got out in the Anzabrego Desert. There's not much that you can do that's going to Oh, excuse t- me. Let me also say it. I want to keep the monarchs and, the, and their caterpillars alive. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, they don't. It, it, they're hard to con- they're hard it's hard to control one without harming the other um if you the aphids are usually out towards the tips of the plants yeah. um so sometimes a strong stream of water will knock a lot of them off but you also have to be careful that you don't blast the the, the smaller caterpillars or even the bigger caterpillars off of the plants as well um the aphids might they will slow they'll slow down the milkweed a little bit but they're they're not going to kill it and the aphids can coexist with the um, can coexist with the monarchs. It's just when you try to control one or the other that it becomes a problem. The same things that kill the aphids are going to bother the monarchs. The monarch well, with the eggs. exception of ladybugs, probably yeah, ladybugs and a damp paper towel. Take a damp paper towel and put it in your hand and just reach on the stem and pull off as many as you can and just reduce the populations. Okay. I'll try that. I've tried those. They're all a pain, but I'll. Yeah, yeah they are. They, it is they a are, pain, unfortunately. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there's any of, the, any of the sprays or anything that you try to use to control them that you, you're going to end up with. You're going to end up with problems with the, um, with the caterpillars as well. Okay, including neem oil? Yep. Including yes. neem oil. Yep. All right. Okay, and then I have a second of my two plants that I have questions for. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough and surprised to find pussy willows for sale in my grocery store, and I got a bunch of stems of them, and they're wonderful. Um, but one of them developed roots, grew some green leaves coming out of mm-hmm. them, and some of the, the fuzzy things grew um, along. They became elongated and then had all these, like, stamen-looking things. Mm-hmm. And I've never experienced that before. Um, what's going on with those? It, it's just, it's, a it's a it's a cutting that's starting to root. Yeah, the, the willows it's typically grow. the willows typically root pretty easily. Once you get some roots on it, you should be able to. I would you, you should be able to transfer it out into your yard if you want to do that. Yeah. So in, yeah. I live inland, and it's pretty hot. Is yeah. there? Well, you'd have to make sure it gets it gets that's, enough water, that's the but. Dirty little secret with those, yeah. It's, they they require a lot of water. So, okay, can they grow in the house in a pot? Mm, you got nothing to lose by trying. I would put it in as full in yeah, as bright a sun as yeah. window as you can. Okay, so sun is good and lots of water, right? Yes. Okay, how big do they grow? Big, up to twenty five feet. Yeah, it's a salix, right? So yeah, yeah. A tree or just yeah. one stem? No, it's a tree. Well, well, tur- that stem turns into a tree eventually. Oh, my God. Okay, that's wonderful. I just never knew that. All right. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. Uh, My brother wants to get, wanted to get a a willow for his, he lives in Palmdale. 
Like you don't want a willow in Palmdale. Well, especially to put, with to them. put next to his lake. <laughs> exactly. Now is yeah. is he going to fall under some of these draconian water restrictions that they're coming? You know, up with? I don't know that, but I would assume so. Yeah, that's getting uh. it's getting getting kind of crazy up north. We're, right. ac- according according to the news, we're safe until twenty four at least twenty forty five, but just up north in San Bernardino County, parts of Los Angeles, right. Ventura, they're they're in a world of hurt up there right now. Well, thank goodness yeah. somebody was doing some thought and planning, and we have water down here. Yeah, I don't know. I, However, not, not the draconian sure. restrictions to which you refer, if I heard them correctly, was once a week watering. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of a plant in my yard that needs more than once a week watering. They're all established. Um, the trees are, well, some of them are mulched. But most things will be fine Absolutely. with once a week watering. Your vegetables yes. won't, though. Yeah, the, the established things, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah stuff that so, has a deep root system. So <clears throat> if you take the majority of your plants that are in the ground and water them appropriately, eh, maybe fudge a little bit on the vegetables because you've got to grow food to eat, then I think you're okay. Now, I know your lawn is different, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. But <clears throat> but um, I don't have to worry about it at this point. Right, 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 right. So, and, and everybody should be doing that, whether you're in a restricted area or not. Water when they need it and don't water when they don't. Yeah, Mulching tip- helps tremendously. Yeah. Typically, people overwater things. I mean, that's just what they do, typically. A lot of times. Yeah. And, and then a lot of people just water because. three minutes a day, five minutes a day, right. and it's not even affect it is not positively affecting the plants because it's just wetting the surface it's not even soaking down and that's Correct. just wasted water true agreed true. okay all right we're gonna move up to um oceanside where larry is waiting good morning larry how are you hey guys um i got a you know it's not the milkweed but it's the other plant the the purple one <laughs> and i had them in five gallon uh buckets about a year over a year ago on a patio and the roots went through to the pavers and some of the the roots are as big as a, a, a the diameter of a dime um if i just rip those out and and what can i do with it and what about uh when are they we're going to transplant them into another area what what should i give that to stimulate the roots and well, is this going to kill the plant before we answer that roots? Does anybody know what a five-gallon purple is? No. I'd say it's a budlia. Oh, I wouldn't have gone there. Could you help us identify the plant we're talking about? Uh, yeah, it's, it's um, what the, the butterflies eat. Oh, it's, it's a, a budlia. Probably, it is probably budlia, a butterfly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be... I was following Larry. Yeah. I think it's a budlia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mental thing there. Going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I've been called mental, so that works. Yeah. yeah. Well, as as far as transplanting is concerned, it, should be, that, easy, it yeah. should be pretty easy to do. If you could, I would try to pull up as much of the root as you can uh, when you without yanking all your pavers up, um, and when when you transplant it. And then, as far as root stimulator is concerned, there, I think we actually have a root stimulator. Yeah, and, it'll probably be fine. But if it starts wilting when it when it gets transplanted, you might cut some of the top back, and then the I was going to suggest, yeah, just prune it back a bit to kind of compensate for the fact that the roots are going to be lost a little bit, and it'll be fine. They're pretty tenacious plants. They're easy to grow. That other one's called, is it root grow? 
the bonide mm-hmm. root stimulator and yeah, fertilizer. I can't, I can't think wouldn't of it. Hurt. it. Wouldn't hurt. But and then Super Thrive does some pretty amazing stuff from time to time as well. But right. more, chances are water, you could probably yeah. just with with plenty with pruning it back a little bit and plenty of water that you won't even need a root stimulator on it. Okay. All right. Okay. So I I get to live another day. There you go. Yes, you do. <laughs> your your plant may not, but you get to live another day. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. Have a great weekend. Take care. Yeah. Uh, if you want to give us a call, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number. Um, yeah, I don't think it would. That's a that is a tough plant. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we took two out from from an area and moved them in the heat of the summer and just pruned them back significantly, and, and they're fine. They, they exploded right away. Yeah, came right back. I saw them earlier this earlier in the spring. I don't know if they're out there now, but a plant that was introduced a couple of a couple of years ago was the weeping buddleias. Oh yeah, those are uh, that's neat. a really that is a neat really neat plant. plant. But you have to. Apparently, you have to be careful that you don't prune them back. I've, I've contemplated every time I see when we have one in the in the nursery. I've contemplated grabbing it, well, paying for it, not just taking it. But, but yeah, that's I a, know it's not edible, but it brings what's in going pollinators. On with you? It, it brings in pollinators. Okay, it's gorgeous. Just checking. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, there are two roses. Are they still intended? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Yep. Just have to bring a different vehicle. Just checking. Okay. Okay. But yeah, the, those weeping buddleias were. That's a really neat. I don't even remember home. seeing them. We had a couple of. I think they were fifteen-gallon patio trees. Oh, that okay. I did yeah. see those when you were saying weeping budleys. I was picturing these little five-gallon bushes. No, no, they're like they're, in a hanging basket. Yeah, no, they're patio trees. I got you. It's a, it's a, it's a neat plant. It's a deciduous one. I guess they. Yeah, I but it's more more deciduous because some deciduous-y? of those regular ones. It's more deciduousier, and uh, it's oh, it's incredible when it is in bloom and the f- the branches are draping down like a weeping willow only covered with the little white flowers. Yeah, that's a neat plant. Okay, now I got you. Okay. What am I go back to my notes. Yeah. Um oh, we got plumerias in. Oh, did you? This week, yeah. Okay. Uh, one of them had, one of them actually had a few flowers on it. It was a pink one as I recall. I think we got 1 gallons and 5 gallons. Oh, um, cool. Um, they're they look, just starting to trickle in. Yeah, they yeah, look I can imagine. They look really nice. Brian, Brian wanted to make sure we had enough in the Poway store because we're going to have a Plumeria class in June. So he's going to start bringing some. Start bringing some stuff in. Um, and then we were at your friend Mary's house. <clears throat> when was that? Thursday. Thursday. <clears throat> and uh, her Ido peonies oh, look yes. beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And she's got them up in pots on the, on the pool deck. And oh, wow. Okay. Second, second year, they came back. I was going to say, very, nicely. Yeah, blooming I'll very nicely. I always worry about those, yeah. No, they no look, problem at all. No, they, they, look, they looked very, very nice. They, so if you East Coast course, transplants that want peonies, they, you can grow them here year after year. I remember we used to bring them in, and we would tell people they were yeah. annuals. Yeah. Because they, they, would, annuals, they yes. would not naturalize. Well, the, the ones that naturalize now are... Are getting up there, right? They're very, very nice. Yeah. They're um, not as tall, not as full flowered as the eastern peonies that I don't really know. But these are very nice peonies for here. Now our selection is dwindling. Yeah, the getting, it's and getting, they're getting, a, getting towards the end of the and season. They're a pricey plant. They are. Yeah. Yes, a pricey perennial. Pricey yeah. perennial. Don't you know? If you want to give us a call, 
888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Mary about Iris. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go to the phones right now, and we're going to talk to Mary. Good morning, Mary. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. That's good to hear. Let me guess. You are calling about the uh, Irish show today. I am. Outstanding. So what can you tell us? Uh, we are in a Balboa Park in the Casa del Prado room, mm-hmm. and we have many, many, many um, iris for sale, as well as a beautiful show of iris stalks that have been cut from the gardens here in San Diego County. Oh, lovely. And what, what, what time is the show today? It start, the public show starts at 12 o'clock and runs till 5 p.m. today. And tomorrow it's ten to four. Oh, excellent! And it looks like it's going to be beautiful weather to come to come down to the park as well. Yes, and the parking should not be a major issue. Hope's <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Hope, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, what kinds of uh, irises are we going to see today? What, what's blooming now? Uh, we have mostly tall bearded. Um, there's a few um, intermediate bearded. Uh, blooming, which are shorter, and um, some Louisianas, which are water iris, and Spuria, which are look like Dutch iris on steroids. You know, we I remember now that you say that we talked about Spuria last year, and you were going to have some available for sale, and we were all going to go down there and get some because we were not. I was not familiar with the Spuria Dutch iris or the Spuria iris. And probably the same thing's going to happen again to me this year. <laughs> but they sound amazing. And do they, they come back as easily and naturalized like the Dutch iris do here? They do. And, and conveniently, they go dormant over the summer so we don't have to water them. That oh, is that's convenient. Nice. That works out yeah, well. That, that's a, a perfect cycle. And it'll fit in with our draconian water restrictions to the north. Yes, it will. We we have a Louisiana iris right now blooming in our pond, yeah, at the Poway store. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, they really are. They really are pretty. We had we used to have a grower here in San Diego that would grow them in the fifteen gallon containers, can, yeah. and he, we would bring them in. and They were just spectacular. Can you imagine if that same grower had a fifteen gallon Louisiana iris today? It'd probably sell for about five hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it was pricey no at the time, but yeah, yeah they they are they really are they, they they really are a beautiful family of plants. So, do you have a a judged show? Is that what's happening first or set up? What's going on this morning before you open up? So that's exactly what's going on. Um, we're most of the stalks came last night. Um, people groomed their stalks, meaning they took off any apparent bugs. They took off dead flowers. 
um, and they they tagged them with the proper name and placed them in a display vase. And then we have a judge show from 10 a.m. To, to noon, and then the doors open to the public so people can see uh, which irises the judges thought were the best, who got blue, who got red, who got uh, white, and who got honorable mention. It's always exciting to see. Well, it sounds like it, and it sounds like it's going to be a perfect day for it as well. It does. Mary, thank you very much for calling in, and uh, hopefully we'll get some people out there to take a look at your take a look at your show and get some more people interested in Iris. All right, well, thank you so much, and it should be great. And uh, Art Alive is going on right next door at the Art Museum, so oh, you know, even more reason to come to the park. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Have a great show. All right. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I need some of those spuria. Yeah. And maybe I'll go down there today or tomorrow. Not today. You're working. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, probably not. So, But I would. Yeah, uh, you know, how come we don't beautiful. have those? Uh, now I'm going to have to. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to have to. I'm going to have to look into that. I have to talk to the guy that does a lot of the plant ordering. Yeah. See what mm-hmm. he can do. See what we can do. See what he can come up with. Uh, let's see. Get rid of that. And now we're going to go. We're going to go talk to John from the San Diego Botanical Garden. Good morning, John. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm doing really well. How are all of you guys? We're doing well. We're doing, doing well. So what? What kind of news do you have for us about the botanical garden today? Well, speaking of draconian watering practices, if you can't water anything, you might as well grow a puya alpestris. Oh, oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one. That is one that we don't water at all. It is in a perfectly dry part of the garden, and it's in bloom right now. And it has another spike that is coming along. So if you haven't ever seen one in bloom, this is called the Sapphire Tower. And it is the most unreal combination of blue and teal and green with orange stamens all on a spiky plant. And it's spectacular. It, it, really... it only blooms every few years. And so it's in bloom now. And uh, it's a little bit of a hike up to the South American Garden, but it's well worth seeing if people haven't seen that bloom before. I will attest that it is a spectacular plant when it is in bloom. And like you said, it does take a while for them. They have, they have to be pretty well established before they'll, be, before they'll bloom. Um, but once they get to that point, when they when they do flower, they are they are amazing. Um, it's also uh, it's also a bromeliad. Uh, a, it is a bromeliad. Yeah, it's more it's more of a desert growing one. Yeah, and uh, the, in fact, the the word uh, puya is a Mapache uh, Indian word. And it means pointy thing, and they aren't kidding. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you definitely, if you're going to be if you're going to be manhandling one, trying to get it in the ground, you're definitely going to want some some gloves and some long sleeves on. Otherwise, you're going to get get chewed up a little bit. Yeah, definitely so. And then uh, we have also exciting news that next weekend our orchid show is opening again, and uh, that's a really spectacular. A show. Hopefully, there will be as many plants as last year, because it's a little later on the calendar. But uh, it'll be in our conservatory, and the orchids will be changed out every week for five weeks. Oh wow! Oh, wow, yeah. 
Oh, that... it, it's really nice because you see a new crop. You could come to the garden every week during the show and see something different each time. And uh, it's a really beautiful show. Well, I'll have to come and take a look at that. That, sound, that sounds outstanding. So what? Yeah, it'll be a nice time. What are, what are the park hours right now? Uh, we're open from 9 until 5 every day except Tuesday. Are you, are you closed on Tuesday? or? Yeah, we're, we're closed on Tuesday. Closed on Tuesday. Okay, good to know. And one one other quick question. You said it's kind of a hike to get to the Puya. Is it a level safe hike or is it a for for people that may not walk as well as others uh what is the access other than distance is it is it fairly clear and safe to get there it is a little bit of a trudge to get up the hill and there's uh, one section that i would describe as somewhat steep it's it's not uh it, Let's, yeah, gosh, it's it's uh, almost like a trail would be maybe in uh, the backcountry in that sense, it's uh, or or on the coast near uh, a chaparral zone or something. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, it, it's a little uphill. Okay, well, so still sounds doable. So hopefully we can get some people out there to take a look at it. Yeah, that's uh, always well, enjoyed. Kicking show, off on guys. Mother's Mother's Day weekend is your orchid show kickoff. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So bring your mom. And there will be uh, we're, there will be plants for sale on the weekends too from local vendors and the orchid society growers. And the, usually you can get really neat stuff for the orchid addicts for about thirty cents on the dollar. So oh. that's also a, a really neat part of the show. Even even more orchid, reason to come yeah, take a look at go. it. He's speaking my language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John, thank you very much for the call. Have a great weekend. Yeah, thanks so much. Be okay. Bye bye. Take care. Think of how many orchids I could buy for the cost of that one drone. Yeah. 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 If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, I need to get back out there. I haven't been out to the botanical garden since the corpse flower was blooming. Well, I was going to say, you went, yeah, we were there the, yeah, the last time I went. Just that, like, although the yeah. Christmas event, we went for the Christmas. I, yeah, I, we didn't make it I, for Christmas, unfortunately. I remember last year got pictures of the – I didn't make it to the orchid show, but I got pictures of the orchid show, and it was incredible. Incredible looking what they had done, the the work and the prep that went into that, and just from what we saw at the corpse flower display with the bromeliads, they they put on a nice show inside they do. the conservatory there. Yeah, they do. They do a they do a really nice job up there. Uh, Can we talk fruit trees for a minute? Sure. Uh, they have been coming in, and be, the the ones that we potted up earlier this year have rooted out nicely and they've reached a, their maturity date they could be yes they out. are ready to go they've rooted out well and there are i, I know this is in poway um, i'm not sure exactly what trees you still have you have a right. lot of trees down at the other in in san diego as well at the point loma store but i know we have many varieties of apples a couple varieties of nectarines many varieties of peaches plums there's some pluots out there apricots, apricots. what do you say apricots thank you apricots um there's a good selection of five-gallon fruit trees right now out there. And we are actually, both stores are expecting a decent supply of, of citrus next Monday. Oh, very Standard nice. citrus? or uh, Mostly sunlight dwarf. I think there's only one variety of standard. I don't remember what it was, but there was one 
one variety of standard, and there weren't very many of them coming. That is uh, what's in really short supply right now. In high demand. Yeah, right. with the yeah. St- standard citrus. I don't. If we have twelve plants in stock right now, I'd be surprised. And most of them hmm. are. And most of them are fifteens. There's, there's just nobody's got it. And Durling's had some twenty-five gallon uh, oranges, Valencia, Naval, semi-dwarf, and standard, and they retail for a lot of money, but. They were limiting it to two of each, and I got them, and I went back to order some more. And then they're, they're gone. They're, they're gone. They're, they're good looking. They're I mean, they, yeah, they look a, great, a, but nice looking like trees. You said they're they're pricey. They, they are they are out there. We need to take a quick break. We'll be back with more garden talk right after this. Mike, stay on the line. We will be talking with you when we come back. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. We're going to head back to the phones over to Pacific Beach where Mike has been waiting. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for holding. What can we do for you? Yeah, I was wondering what type of soil amendments would you recommend I use before I plant my tomatoes and cucumbers just to give all the plants a good, healthy start? Um, I would probably use soil booster. They're in the ground, I take it? Yes. Yeah, I, I think I would use soil booster at about one to at a one to one ratio. Uh, I would also add some gypsum to the soil at the same time, and probably put down some grow power and just put it all down at once, and then mix it all in. And you only have to do it one that one time before you, as you're prepping. I concur. Soil booster, gypsum, and grow power. However, no, I very similar. I would do the, I, I would use maybe you know big harvest bale or one of the at organic any, matter any organic material, and then if you're you know grow power or if you're an organic gardener, I would go with the Doctor Earth tomato and vegetable. How about the other thing that I use this year but don't have a test? Oh, plant? mycorrhizae fungi. Yes, sir. So, but I would tell you that if you're using the Doctor Earth, you have the mycorrhizae fungi already inoculated. If in you're it. using the Doctor yeah. Earth right. fertilizer, yeah. okay. okay. And do tomatoes and cucumbers like the same type of dirt? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They'll yes. grow in the. They'll grow. They don't in want any dirt. Way. They want soil. They want healthy soil. <laughs> okay. But yeah, they they, they they would do fine in the same in the same in the same mix. Right. Well, thank you very much. Great show. And listen to it every morning. Well, thank you. Thanks Appreciate you much. getting up early and listening to us. Have That's a great right. weekend. You too. Bye. Bye. That puts us up into like mid twenties of the number of people that listen. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Upper twenties, maybe. We'll, we'll a couple people with in, in, insomnia. They, yeah. they, okay. Uh, okay. Trying to find a way to get back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to those guys. I was when I was out walking through the yard yesterday. One thing that I noticed that can can we go hang oh, on go one ahead. second go with ahead, the vegetable soil? Yeah. We were talking about it. I think last week a soil that 
worms are happy and earthworms are happy in is the soil that all of your plants are going to benefit from. It, it means there's good organic matter in there. It means there's good moisture in there. There's airspace because uh, they don't grow in heavy soil. And it allows for beneficial... So the mic- microbes, microbial activity, you like that word. Oh, I like uh, that phrase. Yeah. And that's your phrase. It's your... Yeah, you want that fungi to grow. You want the bacteria. You want everything inside that soil to be alive. You want a, a, a living soil. And when that's happening, all of your plants are going to do better. Correct. And when it's not happening, it's very difficult to be successful. Correct. I would agree with that. Okay. I would agree. I uh, was walking by the hanging basket rack yesterday, and did you see the kufias that we got in? Yes. The Hummingbird Lunch is the name of the kufia. Oh, and I they missed are, that. They That's are the yellow and orange. Yellow and orange, and they're, they're in full bloom. Huh. I mean, just covered with flowers. And I'd never seen it before. It's a it's a neat looking plant. Funny story. Yeah, I took one of those to my folks for Easter, gave it to my mom, and I was told how beautiful it was. But subsequent to that, the only thing I've heard about it is it's it dries right. out so quickly. I have to water it every day. Well, yeah, that that, that, you, yeah. that you do, which is hay, true. Hay but hay it baskets is, with all hay baskets. But oh, that's they're hay, spectacular yeah. looking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're dripping with flowers. The hummingbirds are attracted to them. I don't even know if some of them had. A similarly colored calabracoa, calabracoa below it, draping down. It was, it's a incredible plant. Yes, yeah. I did notice. that. Yeah, it's a it's a really really neat plant. Yeah, so the, and and I'm not carrying a grudge about the complaints about the watering. I let that go. I didn't even think a give it a second thought, as you all know. We noticed. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you need to put those uh-huh. hanging baskets on a, a drip. I mean, uh, you that, have to water it all the time. Yes. I have to water it every day. Well, only if you want it to stay alive right. and keep blooming. Right. Yeah. The hanging baskets do dry, do dry out quickly. And what dries out even quicker than the hanging baskets that we have now are moss hanging baskets. Yes. Oh, so yeah. if you use a if you pot up hanging baskets using cocoa liners or or sphagnum moss, man, you, those you have to water often. Yeah. Often. Yeah. All I've the been, time. I've been looking at those kufia baskets, mm-hmm. and I want to get one for myself, but I'm pretty certain <laughs> that I will not water it. Well, maybe every this is day. where you set up a drip system. Oh, that'd be a great idea. That's not going to happen, is no, it? No, <laughs> no, cuz the same time it would take me to water it is not the same time I'm not going to put into setting up a drip system. Got it. Yeah. Got but it. you're right. That would take care of all, all of the issues. Uh, we got some really nice we got a ton of them. The, those patio tree hibiscus that we got in. Oh, I don't okay. know who I don't know who we got it with five gallon patio tree hibiscus. That's kind of a reddish color. Oh, we got them from uh, Arovia, Arizona. Oh, okay. No, they're really really nice. Um, probably about what three and a half feet tall, planted out. Yes, something like and that. And there were a couple of different varieties. Some of them had braided trunks, some of them did not. And we also oh, got I didn't in see the, the braided trunk. The ones. Tacoma stands. Yeah, okay. Tacomas are back in back in stock again in a variety nicely, of yeah. in yeah, a variety thing. of colors. And I'm not sure what Chuck just texted me the number 21. I don't know what that has to do with. It must have something to do with something we were talking about. But it just reminded me that we got oyster shell lime back in stock. We've been out of that for and a while. We have not been able to get it for a long time, and it's from down to earth. We do have oyster shell lime back in stock, which would be or oyster shell, not a lime. Yeah, the, yeah I'm just looking at you trying Sorry. to figure out. So that's 35% calcium, so yeah, that's a good good product. So what yeah, would that for, be good to, to, to for use? For those tomatoes. Tomatoes, oh, yes. tomatoes peppers, perfect. and 
and squash. Yeah, oh, yeah. I often yeah. put. I still have some, so I always put a little little bit in when I plant the tomato. Yeah, I have not planted my squash. Now you can put that in your chickens too, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't put it in their chickens. <laughs> <laughs> they have. They. They. Yes, I sprinkle oyster shell out there for them to. It's good for their in, innards, and I guess it helps make better better eggs. Better eggs, but I'm getting a lot of eggs. I need to start eating more eggs. Well, you guys know on eggs? I love eggs. I got yeah. seven eggs yesterday, six the day before. I don't think we're getting very many eggs at the nursery anymore. Or at least I haven't seen them, so I don't. I don't know where they're. I don't know where they're going if they're. Yeah, if they're laying. Well, but but getting the calcium in is huge because it's been it's been a long time since we had that. People have been using gypsum, but they like a lot of people do like to eat the um, oyster shell. Agreed. Agreed. I'll bring you some eggs. Yeah, no, no, no big deal. Uh, the chickens, the chickens at the nursery are becoming freeloaders. That's what we, that's <laughs> yeah. what we call them when they stop laying. They become freeloaders. Yeah, I saw a or chicken cacciatore. I saw <laughs> I saw a, I saw a cartoon of a chicken going to the store to pick up a dozen eggs to put in in its nest because it heard its master, its owner say. That when they stop laying, when she stops laying, we're going to eat her. So she is not laying anymore, but she goes to the store and buys eggs to to make it look like she is. Yes, so that that's why the chicken crossed the road to get to get more eggs to the store. Yes, let's see if we're going to find out what the uh, what the twenty one was. Oh, oh, thank you. Chuck said he's listening. That I said we only had twenty listeners, and he's plus one. Twenty (laughs) one. So. Glad you're well, out there, thank, Chuck. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very thank much, you very Chuck. Much, Chuck. We, we, we um, do appreciate it. We were talking about fruit trees just a little bit ago, and last year I planted three new plum trees, or plum and pluot trees, and all of them have fruit on them this year already from wow. just summer pruning to get the branches to, to form up lower. And guess what else I've been doing this year on a more regular basis? Watering. watering. I've been watering. Yeah. I, I, Makes a big difference. Yes, it does. And I put a... Um, a water wand with a shutoff on the uh, hose so that I don't waste as much water when well, I'm doing good. it. Oh, that's good. That's a good thing. Did he say 30? No, yes. we're done. Oh, then I yeah. got to. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRC. We'll be back next weekend with another hour of Garden Talk. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.